Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. When you make outward subjective judgments, you diminish what Jesus did on the cross. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are equipping believers to lead in every context and situation in life. In our last podcast, we talked about Jesus and judgment from the scriptures. So we're going to pick it up there. I left off last week mentioning 2 Corinthians 5 about what our mission is. 2 Corinthians 5 says we are ambassadors for Christ. How do we do do ambassadorship? As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. So the Christian message is that there is a judgment, but that God has paid the price. Reconciliation has been covered. Would they accept the price Jesus paid? Would they cash the spiritual check that was written in Jesus' suffering, blood, and resurrection? So that's our message. Not that there's not a judgment, but that Jesus has become literally the judgment. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. That is the very next verse, by the way, 2 Corinthians 5.21. So in light of that, I want to jump back to John. If you didn't get last week's podcast, I'd encourage you to listen to it because it would help you, it will help you put in context what I'm teaching about in leadership in context. So let's go to John 5. And I want to go to verse 19. Now, one of the things we emphasized last week was that Jesus and the Father are one. And when people try to get away with saying there is no judgment or there is no consequence for sin, it seems invariably, excuse me, that they will try to separate the Father and the Son, of course, which you can't do. But it really is astounding, especially in the Gospel of John, how Jesus just emphasized the fact that he and the Father are one. So I'm going to pick it up in verse 19 and read several verses from John 5. Therefore, Jesus answered one saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner or in the same way. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and the Father will show greater works than those so that you will marvel. For he, for, excuse me, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, Even so, the Son gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son. Is that a contradiction? No, because the Father and the Son are one. You can't say the Father judges and the Son doesn't because they are one. Why? Verse 23, so that all... All so that all will honor the Son, listen to this, even as they honor the Father, 
He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. You can't honor Jesus and ignore the Father. You can't honor the Father and ignore Jesus. This has to do with judgment. Now, drop down to verse 30. I can do nothing on my own initiative. Of course, this is Jesus speaking. As I hear, I judge. So Jesus never abandoned the judgments of his father. He never abandoned the judgments of scripture. And my judgment is just. Why is it just? Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus is saying that his judgments are just because they are the father's judgments. And that's what makes them accurate. Now, in a, in a small microcosm of this, I don't want you to take this to seed. The standard applies to us. Our judgments are just. Now, I'm not saying that you're Jesus and you're completely pure-hearted and you have x-ray vision and you can see into people's hearts. I'm not remotely suggesting that. What I am saying is when our judgments are based on righteous judgment, when our judgments are not our own subjective standards. See, that's the kind of judgment we're not allowed to make. We're not allowed to make subjective standard judgments, especially if they have anything to do with how close a person can be to God. Well, that person can't be close to God because they attend that church. A person can't be that close to God because look at their past. A person can't be that close of God to God because you know, they have an outward appearance. They're, they're pierced up or they're tatted up or they're this or they're that. that. That's an outward judgment. It's not a righteous judgment, okay? So he's talking about the righteousness that is contained in the law that convicts us that we are sinners and we really need Jesus. Now, here's the crux of the matter. When you mitigate those things, when you mitigate the things that tell us that you need Jesus, you're mitigating, making less, what Jesus really did. And Jesus becomes a ceremonial sacrifice and not the complete vicarious, substitutionary sacrifice that every pain and every piercing he took on was not just for the world, it was for me and it was for you. And we needed every bit of that sacrifice to cover our horrendous judgment that we are under because how wicked and filthy our hearts are without Christ. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what Jesus is saying right here. That's why so much of this conversation is even directed to religious people because they had all kind of judgments. They just weren't righteous judgments. And it's important for us to really grab that and to really, really understand that. Now, I said we'd go chronologically, so the next, the next place is John 7, where he deals with judgments. And here's what he says. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Now, he's having a debate here with the Pharisees, and ultimately they're upset that he healed somebody on the wrong day of the week. And so Jesus is is getting them to try to judge their own heart by talking about this very issue. And he says to them, you're judging me on an outward thing. 
which is not the way that you should judge somebody. But he does say this, but judge with a righteous judgment. So Jesus told those people, his audience and his followers, not to judge with a superficial judgment. And I would say a superficial judgment is things you see, you feel, you touch, you taste. We know that. But also things that offend you personally, okay, that irritate you, that bother you, that you make a judgment on somebody about, okay? Here he's saying don't do that, but to judge righteously. So are we to judge? We are to enforce the judgments of God. I don't make up my own judgments. At least I try not to, okay? You shouldn't make up your own judgments. But if God says something is wrong and we disagree with God or don't comment on it, then now we are judging God. We're saying, no, God was wrong. God was wrong to say that homosexuality is a sin. God was wrong to say any sexual contact outside of marriage, heterosexual or other, is sin. God was wrong, and he really doesn't mean that. No, now we are under judgment because now we're judging God. A lot of times people ask me my opinion on things, and I kind of know where they're coming from. And you know what I tell them? I really don't have an opinion, but I can tell you what God's truth is. God doesn't have an opinion either because he just lives in eternity. He lives, he's eternal. He lives in truth. So this is what God says. Whether that agrees with my opinion or not, does not make it any less truth. And I think sometimes we feel this pressure or need to comment on something that really doesn't need a comment. This is what God said. This is what God said. These are not my ideas. This is not what you got to do to be a member of my team or a member of our church. This is what God said. And Jesus said, as we read before, in the Gospel of John, in John 5, and in John 3, and in John 12, that his words would be upheld by the Father because they were righteous words. Jesus and the Father cannot be separated. Judgment and forgiveness cannot be separated because that's why Jesus came into the world, John 3, 18. So the world would not be judged, but Jesus would become their judgment. So if we don't preach the judgment of God, what are people getting saved from? They're getting saved from a bad lifestyle? Well, I mean, I think God does can redeem your lifestyle. Hallelujah. But I think there's a reason why there's a lack of depth of conversion sometimes. People really don't comprehend what Jesus did for them. Have you ever done something really sacrificial or kind or went out of your way for somebody and they just didn't get it? It, You know, they needed it explained to them. Somebody else had to come along and say, wait, you don't know what that person just did for you. You probably got a smile on your face right now because it's probably happened to you or you've even been the person that has gone to somebody and say, hey, don't you know what that person did for you? And, And they might have known it intellectually, but they really didn't get the sacrifice, you know? I mean, this is, listen, We this is true in marriage even. When you forget all that person sacrificially does for you, you, what do you do? You take them for granted. This can be true in a church relationship. When you forget what that person is doing, you begin to take them for granted. 
On paper, you agree. On paper, you appreciate, but you've lost a revelation. And so what this principle here that I'm trying to sow into you from the scriptures is getting a revelation that Jesus has become our judgment. Hallelujah. And if we love people, we'll share the same message so they can be delivered from their judgment that still exists. Judgment has not gone away and neither has Jesus. He still stands there willing to become because he is the eternal sacrifice of God. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I trust this has stirred your heart and you'll open the Bible and read it and let it be you and others. If we don't preach the judgment of God, there'll be a lack of depth of conversion because people don't really comprehend what Jesus did for them. Judgment and forgiveness cannot be separated. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.